Woo, <laughs> calm down, Corinne. It's a crazy day. Woo. Welcome back to another episode of Being an Artist is Fucking Killing, killing me. me. Why did we get like quieter on that one? I don't know. I'm Rainy. I'm Corinne. And thank you all for tuning in. Things we want to talk about. Our party. May the 4th be with you. Mark it down on your calendar. Please. 8 p.m. Raffle prizes. Live music. Film screenings. Film screenings. Dope-ass raffle prizes. Guys, everybody we've been reaching out to you, like not to humble brag, has been really excited that we're turning one. Yeah. (laughs) One years old. (laughs) We're like a celebrity child's first birthday. Come through. Show your support. Cool raffle prizes. Like really like some mega raffle prizes so don't want to miss out on that and um we also have another event that we'd like to promote our really good friend eleanor her band lenny bull is having their ep release party on april 25th at the rivoli 8 p.m to 2 a.m queen street west you can buy tickets online you can buy tickets at the door um, they have a band opening for them. They have a band closing for them. Go show to your support. It's going to be fun. Cool. And we have on the podcast today... Kristen Zaza. A fellow podcaster. Yes. She's a writer, composer, and she does a scripted... Po- well, she does two podcasts. She does a scripted podcast called On a Dark Cold Night. And she does a Quantum Leap review podcast with a friend of hers. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, and... Here we go. Here we go. Um, so your podcast is over a year old. Yes. Yeah, I started January 2018. Right. With it. Oh, yeah. And how have you been um, like negotiating the time for that in your life? Because are you running it consistently from every week? Do you take time off? Um, it's been generally pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a few weeks here and there. There, yeah, I've had to take like a week off. Um, mm-hmm. And the first time I did that, it was really disappointing. Like I felt I had a huge crisis about it because I, I think I did every week until like September last year. So oh, wow. yeah, I was sort of surprised that I did it, but then uh, had this huge like guilt complex that I that I had to miss a week. Right. And uh, then I had to take like another week off. It was like a friend's wedding and all this stuff was going on. And yeah, I felt terrible about it. And now I kind of, I don't know, I'm a bit gentler with myself about it. But um, every now and then I skip a week, but I try not to. Yeah. Right. Do you like back your episodes? So do you record maybe two in advance or? No, um, this is something that I'm very open about. Sorry. I'm this is something that I'm very open about, despite the fact that it's probably like, <laughs> I don't know if this takes away from anything, but um, I do it literally, like I do every new episode the week of, and it's usually the day before, if not the night before. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the truth is that sometimes it comes out on Thursday instead of Wednesday because things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I know that's not like, I feel like that's irresponsible podcasting. <laughs> But, um, it's sort of the, the thought experiment of the thing in a way is like, I just, I didn't want to write anything in advance or yeah, or let alone record anything in advance. Um, cause, uh, it, it's sort of just, it's almost stream of consciousness in a way. Like, mm-hmm. what am I feeling that week? What do I want to write about this week? And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, 
that's that's the project. Some weeks are obviously I don't know if I'd say better than others because sometimes I have an episode that I'm like, oh, this is this is trash. Like uh, I did the best I could, and I don't think my best was very good this week. And then sometimes mm. people will be like, this was my favorite episode. So um, trying not to judge that is a journey. Right. I also don't think it's like bad podcasting to release on different days. Lots of people do that. Yeah. Like Mark Maron releases, releases whenever. whenever the fuck he wants. And yeah. And he'll take he... weeks off. And Yeah. I think it's whatever works for you. I mean, we were, we, we release on a schedule, but yep. I think it like makes us accountable to like record and do it every week. Kind of like we were talking about before, but like if you have a hundred things to do, it's easier to stay on track. Yeah. 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 Cause you have to manage your time or else you're going to lose. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But mm. I think, Hey, yeah. If you, you record whenever you want to record. Yeah. It works Thank for you. you. But that's <laughs> happened to us too, where we have run into issues and not been able to release and like the self, like, cause your expectations of yourself are harsher than anybody else. Like no one else cares mm-hmm. if you have to miss a week. Yeah. Really. They're like, well, right. I guess I'll catch it when I catch it. Mm-hmm. And then you're like angry, angry and like crying on the floor. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's absolutely true. Um, doing the podcast has really made me fall in love with Twitter, which is oh, yeah. very new and weird for me because like. Twitter, uh, I felt like it was on its way out, you know, um, but there's this huge, I I find that the podcast community on Twitter is great. Um, but specifically the audio drama community is really sweet and really supportive and wonderful. And, um, yeah, like I'll tweet out, like, I'm so sorry, I can't release my episode on Wednesday this week. And like, I'll feel bad and I'll you know, have a little pity party and be like, you know, there's just stuff going on, like <laughs> the personal stuff. And like, I'll feel terrible. And the amount of people who are like, take all the time you need, Aww. like be like, you're doing great. You know, <laughs> it's, it, it's very sweet and yeah. nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Twitter. I mean, we're trying to get into Twitter. We're trying really hard. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but yeah, I think like you said, the audio broadcast community does feel like very open and like loving and everybody that's like kind of at this like starting to mid-level is like come join us like yeah yeah it's it's quite loving yeah I'm the first to try to get people on Twitter now which feels again very weird but I'm like just come it's I don't know I feel like I've found some like like some of my um most supportive listeners are the most vocal on Twitter so um yeah I like it a lot part of me wonders also about with like Twitter becoming, because I thought it was going to go, I thought it was done like mm-hmm. five years ago. Like no, no one's going to do, or like maybe not five years ago, but like four years ago. I kind of think the reason that Twitter is like having a rebirthing is because of like the absolute shit show that happens within President Trump mm-hmm. and like his use of Twitter <laughs> and like how he will just be like, I hate China. China's the worst. Everything bad about China on Twitter. And people are like, well, we have to be, join Twitter to read this. <laughs> yeah. This that's is chaos. <laughs> that's absolutely right. That like, be, that, that uh, I, I think people sort of rally to where I, I think they feel they need to be heard. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's a great example of that. Yeah. Um, it's also like everybody was saying it's Instagram now. It's all yeah. Instagram and like the younger people in my, in my life. Cause I'm so horribly old. Oh God. Um, <laughs> For the listeners, I'm, I'm not that old, <laughs> but like, 
yeah, that Instagram's the new big thing and like all these young people I know have thousands of followers and I don't get it. And like, I think if you want likes or you want to just get the word out about mm-hmm. your thing, it's, it seems to be a great place. But mm-hmm. Twitter is where I see more engagement. Because like, it's I, like really easy and it's instantaneous exactly. and it has to be short and it has to be concise. Right. Yeah. And the links, the like, like right. the links are a big thing. You can see concrete results from people like visiting your page, you mm-hmm. know, from that. Whereas Instagram is, I don't know. I, I don't really tend to see a lot of people being like, yeah, I actually listened to your podcast on like Instagram comments. Whereas Twitter, yeah, mm-hmm. seems a bit more, a bit more engaging in that way. But I wonder if it's beca- also the fact that it's like word focus versus like image focus, yeah, like mm-hmm. photo focus, right? Mm-hmm. Where you can just like pop along and just like like things, and that's like showing support. Put that in quotes. Whereas on like Twitter, you actually have to like physically engage, like maybe take one more step. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and the thing is, my like on a dark, cold night is. Uh, this sounds obvious because it's a podcast, but it's all about words. I don't love using imagery about it because Mm. I want people to have their own images of what the stories are. Like I want to give you as little as possible so that you can make the story what it is for you, you know, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um, so, I mean, I use like, uh, teaser images here and there, but, um, I even like really, dwell on which ones I choose for and that's only because of Instagram right like like, I have to have an image Mm -hmm. to promote it on Instagram or I use text on Instagram and Instagram will be like you know you can't really promote this because this isn't good Instagram practice yeah there they'll be like if you wanted to pay to make this an ad this wouldn't be a good ad like they tell me a lot Mm. if it's mostly words Mm -hmm. um yeah which makes sense and I'm not paying Instagram so that's fine but um Yeah. I don't know. It, maybe there's something about that as well. I just, it's, it's not for me. I don't love putting a lot of images of myself every now and then I force myself to, cause it, it, Instagram is a thing that you've got to be a part of. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It is hard. Social media is hard. Yeah. Um, in the podcast though, you do a really good job of like setting the mood and the tone. I feel like within your own voice. Thank you. Oh, lovely on-air voice you do oh. <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> no i know when i do like my real self I, when i do my real self like it's a character yeah. no um i show up and i'm always so dinky and silly because i don't know that's its own defense mechanism probably do you feel like you have to like drop into like a character when you when you record on a dark cold night um kind of yeah but it's it's not that it's it's not far from me. Mm -hmm. I guess this is something that I I analyze a lot in the fiction of it is, um, uh, there is a dichotomy between the writer and the narrator and the writer is obviously me and the narrator is the character I've created. And and there's a big complex (laughs) cryptic story in that, that, um, I'm still finding because that's the, I don't know, the dualism in there is something I'm exploring because, uh, I don't know. People see us one way, I guess, and think they know you in one way. And of course they don't know every facet of you. You know, this goes for everybody. Like we all have different sides to us that we show at different times and places and to different people. Um, 
So it sounds very, very cheesy to be like, she's a character, but she's not like, <laughs> like it's also me. Like, yeah. Um, but that's the case. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I have to remind myself that the purpose of this is to help people relax. Um, I mean, through these creepy stories. Um, so I try not to, I have to be conscious of not raising my voice a certain level. There are some technical things like that, but for the most part, um, I've gotten into a pretty good groove of like, this is the level I'm at. This is the range I stick within. And this is like, like I have a maximum level of energy that I can reach within the recording. Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It feels like it definitely comes from like you're speaking like from your like guts, like it feels like you're speaking from like your belly, you know, when you can tell when people are like talking up here or if they're like talking from like something that's like really rooted, it feels like you're, it's like coming from a place of like deep within you, which is, which I think adds to like the like calmness of it, you know? Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I think it, it becomes a bit of a meditative experience recording it too, because like. I'm a pretty anxious person. Like I have um, a lot of nervous energy and uh, I wanted a podcast like this to listen to. So I made it. Um, But um, it's nice to drop into that sometimes and Mm -hmm. back to theater training, drop into your (laughs) optimum pitch, which is that (laughs) coming from your stomach and, you know, uh, rather than having it like when I get nervous, I for sure like kind of do that oh, yeah. Yeah, nervous up girl in your shoulders. thing. And yeah. Yeah. And the breath is very thin and you know, so really high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I think we all, yeah, we all do that. We have the tendency to get nervous and you want to make yourself more, or at least I know I want to make myself more, um, uh, like less threatening. Right. <laughs> like I don't think I consciously do that, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds really great. It does sound great. Um, Thank you. You saying that you wanted this podcast, and so you just made it. Was there other like point? Was there another point that helped you like push you to do this, or what else helped you push you to do this? Mm. I think that's what I'm asking. Mm-hmm. Um, a few, a few things. Yeah. Um, Daniel and I, uh, Daniel, who you had on um, a while back. Uh, We've been talking about podcasting. I had been, I had guested on a few of my friends' podcasts around the city, and um, I love podcasts. Like I, I had fallen in love with the medium, and uh, we'd been thinking like, if we were to do a podcast, what would it be? Blah blah blah, and we couldn't really decide. And I and uh, Daniel got me a microphone for Christmas, and oh. I was like, okay, well now I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna do it, um, and. Such a thoughtful gift. It was a great <laughs> gift. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I, I thought about how uh, I used to like to write a lot more than mm-hmm. I had been. Like I, I uh, for a long time, you know, was toying with being a writer or a poet or something like that. Because that's so much more uh, fruitful than being an actor or a musician. <laughs> the other thing I really know how to pick them when it comes to career choices. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought, I thought about like, what kind of thing would I do? Would I talk about movies? Would I do this? And, um, I, I realized that I wanted to write and I, I wanted it to be scripted and I hadn't heard many, if any, other podcasts that did that. I, I now know that there are a ton and, uh, you know, I've 
like I said, I've discovered the audio drama community yeah. or they discovered me once I started putting the podcast out. They were like, oh, hey, you're, you're this, you know? And I'm you're like, here. am I? Is this a thing? I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. That, so, so that was a, a push, was wanting to write again. Um, yeah. Right. And my insomnia. That was the yeah. other thing, was um, <laughs> wanting to... I was looking for a podcast that would help me go to sleep and I couldn't find the perfect one. I wanted like Mm. bedtime stories, but I also have a love of things that are macabre. So yeah, my (laughs) horror, like what's the, were you, you like writing it more or did you just, you have an obsession with horror films? (laughs) I do, but people kind of, um, uh, get confused by that sometimes because, uh, like when I talk to horror fans, they get confused because they'll be like, oh, so you really, you must love like Texas Chainsaw Massacre or, Um. you know, um, slasher films or really, really intense horror films. I'm like, no, no, no. Like I like a very specific kind of horror. Like I like um, gothic horror, supernatural horror, but specifically like um, I, I like... Again, this is going to sound really cheesy, but I like beauty more than mm-hmm. more than I like the the um, you know the really gruesome things. Right. Uh, so, and and the things that I find beautiful are like haunted houses, like like mansions that are right. falling apart, or um, yeah, I'm trying to think like like uh classic horror characters like dracula or right. wolfman stories or like like any of your your classic horror tropes i think are so beautiful and sad and they just i don't know really resonate with me so that's where i lean more than like saw right you know? there's also like a story there and like usually a very traditional story yeah that's like rooted in a lot of history as well i find whereas like saw and all those like movies are just it's just like how gruesome and how disgusting yeah. can we get? I don't think there's any story there. It's like all about gory. It's all about like how far they can take it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I certainly think that they have their place, mm-hmm. you know, and this isn't to, you know, to say that one is better than the other. I just know that my leaning is, yeah, is, is more to that, um, that beautiful mystical place. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you don't get that gruesome. Like, you don't get gory in your episodes. Really. No, yeah. Yeah, yours is more, like, creepy, mysterious, hauntingly beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah right? absolutely. Yeah. I'm not interested in... For several reasons. For one thing, like, it doesn't inspire me. Right. And for another, it's not relaxing. Really? <laughs> um, like, yeah, it kind of goes against my mandate. And I know that the mandate is weird in the first place to be like, it's horror, but it's soothing, you know, like, and I know that that's weird. And some people, um, I think argue if, if it's horror at all. Um, and I think that's a valid debate. Like the, that came up when the shape of water won the Oscar, right. was like, is this, cause a lot of people were like, this is such a win for horror. And other people were like, this is absolutely not horror. Mm. Um, and I don't know what the answer to that is either like just because it's a romance involving a a monster does that necessarily mean it's horror does it just mean it has horror themes you know right right so yeah i i avoid um gore i avoid 
uh, too much violence, um, like, you know, with it, within reason. Um, I, I keep it fairly, <laughs> like, fairly clean, too. Like, I, I certainly don't, uh, I use a lot of, um, I don't know how to say it other than, like, old-timey language, but, like, <laughs> like a more archaic kind of way of speaking, and, um, uh, so, yeah, there wouldn't be swear swear words or anything anyway. But um, on the plus side, someone tweeted me recently and said that their eight-year-old really enjoyed a particular episode. So I'm like, that's, for me, yeah. a huge win. Right. Um, yeah. That's cute. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. I, I don't know. I thought that was kind of sweet. Like, I was a kid who liked horror from an early age. So <laughs> I don't want to be like, don't let them listen to it. <laughs> like, I absolutely think that's great. Um, although, you know, I, I would... If parents listen to it first and then decide if it's for their kids, then right. I think that's also a good right decision. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you watched the OA? No, you need to watch it. I think you'll really like it. It's like you'd love it. It's on Netflix, right? It's on Netflix. Yes, you need oh, to cool. watch it. I think you'd really enjoy it. <laughs> oh, sweet! <laughs> Just exciting. from listening. Just from like, well, everything she's been talking about. Yeah. She'd love it. It's like stunningly beautiful and it's it has like this like creepy mysterious horror but also like sci-fi anyway it's quite good i think you would oh, really like it <laughs> <laughs> um let's talk about oh boy it's Kristen and it's oh boy it's Kristen and leet is that what it is? Yes, yes it is yeah it's yeah quantum leap yes <laughs> um talk so about- neither of us are familiar yeah. with quantum leap yeah I wasn't either. Okay. Um, so my friend Leet, um, uh, we met through a number of things. Um, uh, like his partner and I studied together um, in grad school, and then years later we ended up doing a play where he, yeah, he was in the show, and I wrote the music, and uh, we became good friends through that. Um, and then he has this great podcast called the pitch off project. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I was a guest a few times on that and he just came to me and was like, I want to do a quantum leap rewatch podcast. And I'm like, I could not rewatch it because I've never watched it. I know the <laughs> basic concept of it, but, and, and I love old TV. Like I, I certainly am a fan of some like silly old TV shows. Um, and, uh, so yeah, we figured the premise would be that it's a rewatch for him and a first watch for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, it's been a lot of fun. So the great thing about it is, uh, if you can't tell from on a dark, cold night, <laughs> I have a lot of, um, I explore the concept of loneliness and isolation a lot because I think it's something we all go through. And I think I have a tendency to lean into it a lot Mm -hmm. as someone who like, you know, like I said, I'm an anxious person. Um, I for sure experience social anxiety and Mm -hmm. we all know that feeling where you're like, I'm, I don't want to go out. And I think sometimes, um, you can fall into that for a long time. You can be like, it's been a few days and I haven't seen anyone. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, right. And that's uh, something that I write a lot about because I, I think it's, yeah, yeah. It's it's sort of fascinating to me as someone who goes through it a lot, mm-hmm. periods of, of isolation. This is a very dark way of saying the fun thing about Kristen and me <laughs> yeah. is that every week... Um, 
like he asked me, do you want to watch the show separately and then talk about it together? And I'm like, well, or do you want to watch it together and then talk about it? And I'm like, let's watch it together okay. every week and then talk about it. Mm. Um, so now you have a standing date. Yeah. With a friend. Yeah, exactly. That's nice. So that's all to say that <laughs> it's, it's really nice. It's <laughs> nice to be like, we have our, our quantum leap day yeah. and we chat about it. Fun. And yeah. Do you watch it and are you mic'd while you watch it so that you get commentary throughout it as well? Or just you just talk about it after? No, but that sounds fun. But I imagine there might be some... Uh, there would be like a copyright thing with that, probably. If you could hear the TV. I guess we could have headphones in or something. But yeah. um, But yeah, no, we we take notes and and then talk about it immediately after. Um, It's so strange because... like it was on in uh, the first season was 89 and right. early 90s is sort of when it was happening and it tries to deal with some political stuff that i think it didn't have the language for that we have now interesting or at least it was a different language back then um so yeah that's a fun thing to see is like what did 1989 think feminism was or something like that yeah and it's all through the eyes of this guy who like we just watched the episode where he leaps into a woman for the first time um he trades places with someone in the past right if you don't yeah. yeah know the show um that was fun that was a fun one yeah is it just like a lot of the male gaze just like it's entirely in an the male yeah. gaze because yeah. it's like <laughs> even if he's yeah he's leapt into a woman or there's an episode where he leaps into um an older black man in the south in in the US you know and like so it's yeah you're seeing it from this white male privilege standpoint right. and he's also the white savior cuz he comes in and he like fixes everything oh that's hilarious so there's mm. problems but it's you know it's 1989 thinking like this is really like great We're yeah. Being, yeah yeah um but that being said for the fans of the show because there are a lot of like diehard quantum leap fans and there is a charm to it like right. it is a lot of fun and it it, it is the the harder episodes, um, they're hard to watch now, and I try to remind myself, like, they thought they were doing good. They thought yeah. they were doing good back then, and in some ways they are, and in some ways it's really failing, so right. it's interesting to watch TV shows from that period sometimes. I mean, like, everything now you watch, even, like, Friends and Seinfeld are getting Even Friends is Friends. fucking awful to watch. I'm sorry, and I love it, but, like... I know. I rewatched a lot of it because it went on Netflix, and I was just like, what the fuck is going on in this episode oh kathleen turner as chandler's dad that whole arc where they did not understand anything about either drag or or trans Trans. people you know it was just that was oh and and let's talk about monica pre-weight loss that's a fun (sighs) arc too yeah i've been rewatching a lot of friends lately too so i like I'm into the conversation. Also, another one that surprised me with how bad it handled some things was Sex and the City. Oh, yeah. I haven't given that a rewatch. I gave it a rewatch over my March break where I had nothing to do for seven days. Yeah. Watched all six seasons, by the way. Nice. Uh, right. <laughs> um, there's a few episodes where they, like, handle weird sexuality things not as openly as I thought because it was, like, so... For the time, it was, like, mm-hmm. very open and very progressive and very, like, female 
pleasure centric forward. Yeah. And still some things are like very, very weird. Like Carrie for one episode dates like a bi guy. And then there's like polyamorous people in, in that like circle of friends and they've all like dated or like been involved with each other. And she just gets like so squicked out and like leaves the party and doesn't like have a conversation about it. And I was just like, weird. and she mm. like can't handle him like being with men. Or he's yeah. been like, I've been in two serious relationships, one with a man and one with a woman, and their gender just, like, happened to be what it was, and she just, like, can't wrap her mind around it. Yeah. Right. And I'm just like, mm. right. Mm. Wow. You're supposed to be, like, a New Yorker. And right. Like, the center of it all. I mean, I mean, TV just is, like, direct look into how, like, a community or, like, how, like, society just goes up and down, <laughs> right? Like, even yeah. at the new Chris Lilly, did you guys see this preview? Um, I haven't watched the preview, but I saw yeah. a few reactions on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> My best friend, Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, we watched the preview yesterday, and all I could think was, like, I wonder how this is going to, like, go. Mm. Just because I feel like when it was originally released, everyone's like, oh, it's so iconic. It's, like, Jamais Private School Girl, and it's, like you know, we, we can be heroes and it's like, oh, so funny and ha ha ha. And now it's like, I watched the first preview and I was like, oh yeah, like he's still doing characters and he's still doing like extremely like in your face comedy. And then like the first thing I read on Twitter this morning was like him being criticized for one of the characters. Yeah. You know, so it's, uh, I don't know if we can like, yeah, it's an interesting field to navigate right now, television. And like also just like podcasting and media in general, you just have to be like very 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 like distinct when you make a decision to broadcast something i think yeah right yeah um or you have to not care about the criticism right right yes you have to either like be okay with putting something out there and being like i'm gonna say reprimanded for it or you have to be very like cautious of what you say yeah yeah on the one hand that's why um I find comfort in a scripted podcast, yeah, like on a dark sure. night. Totally. Um, on the other hand, like, like, yeah, I am really aware of what I put in each story. Um, and I try to tell myself like, you know, it is what it is too. And I, I've made it what I want it to be. And some people will probably think certain things about certain right. stories yep. and that's fine. Um, that's hard. That's a hard thing to learn too. Like I saw one comment somewhere about one of my stories where they thought I was being anti-animal um like i don't i'm not sure how to put it like like that i was the point was to be anti like animal rights which it absolutely wasn't um at least you know that wasn't what i gleaned from it and it took a lot of willpower to not like jump in and be like no this is the reading this is the way that i'm you know it wasn't about that but like if it was for that person then that's fine you know like everybody's bringing their own biases when they consume media or content, everybody's bringing their own opinions. People are going to find what they want to find, right? If they're going to, if they're being critical, they're going to find something to criticize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Or if they have like a social handle that they are trying to push, they're going to find something. I think there's a lot of people out there that like to push a certain rhetoric or a certain ideology. And so every time they look at something, they look at it through that lens and they critique it quite a bit. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that could be the case. I think that what, what I try to tell myself um, is, how do I put this? Mm-hmm. There are some stories that 
haven't been told for a long time. Mm -hmm. And maybe just now we are listening to them. Um, so while I do think like I have to let go cause, cause I, I, I am very worried sometimes of misrepresenting, mm -hmm. um, you know, w w like my intentions in a story or, you know, I don't want to be misunderstood, but on the other hand, uh, I think it, it is a good thing ultimately to, to try to force myself to see things through someone else's perspective, oh, of course. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, like that actually, on the one hand I was like, Oh, how dare you? Like this, obviously I'm not anti-animal rights, blah, blah, obviously. blah. But on the other hand, I never thought about it. Like right. I've yeah. never thought about, Oh wow. Like maybe this to someone who, who is a staunch, you know, animal rights activist. Uh, yeah. Like maybe, maybe that wasn't sensitive in that way. I don't regret the story, but, sure. um, I, I think, I don't know. I think I'm a more, <laughs> I, I have a more, uh, interesting way of thinking about things now that I even have that nugget in my brain. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. I don't mean like I'm such an interesting person, but I mean like the way it, it planted something that yet yes. I didn't have before. Totally. So, um, yeah. And that's like the importance of listening to other perspectives. Exactly. But I think there's, exactly. there can be a point where it's just negative. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where you can't like, if, if you're overwhelmed and overwhelmed and overwhelmed by criticism, there is a point where that just does more harm to you. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's up to you to, I guess, right. Take that in or not, mm -hmm. you know, I think, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. Yes. <laughs> That's all I got on that. Sometimes I just keep talking and I have nothing to say. But, <laughs> right. Sure. Um, how do you, I mean, like we touched on this briefly at the beginning and you said you don't miss a single week. You write it every week. Mostly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you don't take a month off or anything. Uh, no. Um, my goal is to, um, get to a hundred episodes. Okay. Um, and that's only because, uh, on my, on Squarespace, you can only have a hundred in a feed. Oh, okay. So when I started, I was like, I could, just, I could do this all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah. granted, my energy level is kind of <laughs> waned a little bit. Like, over a year later, sometimes I'm like, okay, this is hard. Like, yeah. this is a lot. But, um, like, how do you, like, do you run out of material or do you feel like certain storylines are being, like, how do, how do you, I just don't understand how you write <laughs> new stories every single week? Um, sometimes I do. The first time that I was like, I, I got nothing. Like, mm. I have nothing this week, um, was when I thought, what's the narrative story? Like I, I had nothing else to say, but I knew I have this character who mm -hmm. I've only given little bits of information about. So I'm like, all right, like, where did she come from? And then I started with her, um, her arc mm -hmm. in it. And usually, so then it would just be that whenever writer's block struck, I'd be like, what's, what's another part of her life? Right. Um, which is why she's the most stream of consciousness part of it. And, and, uh, uh, again, like not to be an irresponsible writer or whatever, but that's kind of the experiment mm -hmm. is, uh, like, you know, if she's a part of me, then what do I have this week to give, you know? Right. And the f one week I had nothing at all, not even for her. So that was the first, um, I think it was episode 27. So if, you know, not to be like, 
have you listened to that particular episode? (laughs) But like, that was the first, um, Kristen episode where the writer came in. Guess what? She's me. Um, (laughs) surprise. It's me guys. (laughs) Um, and did the story that week because it was like the other person can't come to the phone right now. Like, um, yeah, yeah. And it was that episode actually got some, some attention in, in a, I think a great way, um, that I wasn't expecting. I didn't know if it was going to be like, this is lazy writing or whatever, but, um, yeah, it introduced a character that had to be there at that time. And, uh, yeah. So every now and then there are stories that are more about what's either going on with me or the narrator in this sort of fictional relationship that I've created. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, yeah. Those episodes all have titles that are vaguely inspired by the tarot deck. Um, so if, if you're trying to pin them, pinpoint them, that's, that's how you find them. That's the ones. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's tricky and very vague, but I like putting like little riddles into things sometimes just for my own enjoyment. Yeah. (laughs) That's so great. Um, but yeah, it, it is, it is hard to, it's hard. Writing's hard. Well, cause you, yeah. And you have two, I mean, you have two days a week that you're working at least minimum yeah. on your podcasting, which is like two days that you can only really focus on your, on your work. And then the other time spent, you're just like trying to make it work because I mean, like, we're not really like making bank. I mean, we're not, we're not, <laughs> no, this is, this is just out of pocket. Yeah. 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 That's absolutely true um yeah I mean I don't know if we're at the being an artist is fucking killing me part but that's <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah that's that's it's it's hard it's time consuming mm-hmm. um like I have uh, a few patreon supporters and that's mm-hmm. really awesome and some people have supported on on coffee.com and mm-hmm. I uh keep finding like I try to find ways um like radio public is, I don't know if you guys are on, on that, but that's a good way to get a little bit of revenue. Cause oh. you get listens or you get paid listens. Oh. Um, yeah. Hmm. So every time I talk about them, I sound like an ad for radio public. So, um, <laughs> that's not what this is, but it like, you know, sponsored like, post. <laughs> yeah. I try to find little ways and there's always for me, and this is absolutely terrible and destroying my soul. Like I always think like today I'm going to, today's the day I'm going to get an email from like, you know, yeah. <laughs> some big thing that's going to be like, we want to pay you a million dollars to, you know, take this on the road or do something really cool with it. I'll be like today, it's going to happen today. Cause I really need that <laughs> money today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I need yeah. that $1 million check. Yeah. Do you just like e-transfer it to me? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like practicing the secret every day by being like, I'm picturing that yeah, million that dollars shit. coming yeah. at me. I'm, I'm manifesting. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Daniel can't stand it. Yeah. I'm manifesting it today. Yeah. That's so funny. Well, is it fucking killing you then? I guess. Yeah. Let's, let's go for it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I yeah. was talking about like, 
that scene from Wayne's World where at the beginning where Rob Lowe is like, we're going to give you this $5,000 check for your extremely successful TV show. And they think it's like amazing. So they take it right away. No questions asked. And I'm like, oh man, it would take so much willpower if someone was like, we want to buy your life's work for this really pitiful amount of money. Like to maybe, you know what I mean? Like that scene suddenly resonates with me on a deep and terrifying (laughs) level. So for any like big... Hollywood people listening, please don't undersell my podcast because <laughs> you could absolutely take advantage of me right now. Right. Um, no, it's, yeah, it's hard. Um, how do I put it? Like, like I've been, yeah, an actor for a long time. Um, like I studied acting, I studied music all of my life. Like I've, you know, been like I said, the three things that I specialize in music, theater, and writing are like three terrible choices. (laughs) Um, (laughs) as I learned now that I approach age 30, I'm like, Oh man, this, like, this is hard. Um, and the podcast is great because I get to practice all three of those things in one place. So it brings me a lot of joy. Um, but yeah, it's, and it's all like a practice of your skills and it's all like giving you experience and informing you on the way. Yeah. Hopefully. Right. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> like silver lining. It absolutely <laughs> is. Um, but yeah, the reason that it's that being an artist is fucking killing me, I guess, is it's just like um, it's uh, when, when you go from like like I have a pattern of I'll, I'll do a job for like anywhere between a year or a few years or something. And then, you know, anytime there's a, an opportunity to like go further in that direction, I'm like, no, but deep down I'm really an artist, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you veer away from that and then you're in the same position. You're like, okay, I really got to like, now I got to steer back to like a quote unquote normal job, you know? And then the same pattern repeats. Um, which, you know, the answer would obviously be like, try to, you know, have that, normal career and do your artistic career as well. Um, which I find hard. (laughs) Like I haven't figured out how to balance that really well. So, um, that's, that's tough. Uh, I think it was, there's a comedian. I think it's Rob Corddry was talking on a late night show about how like he used to tell himself like, I'll do a job, but like not for any longer than a year. And then quit like or find a way to get fired and yeah. like um that was how he maintained being an artist and right I guess you know that's always in the back of my mind that's like he's really like he's a successful comedian you can live like that too I'm like I don't know I don't know that's hard <laughs> yeah um so yeah well, balance is yeah. hard balance man yes yeah, yeah. time management and balance but, yeah so I don't know if balance is a thing sometimes. Yeah. Because I feel that something is always going to pull more of your energy than something else. Yeah. That's, and like it being even isn't necessarily... I don't feel in my life that like being even is a thing. No. You um, always put like your eggs in more, more than one basket or you're always like invested more in something else than the other thing. Well, and the fact is like the second that something remotely profitable comes up 
in my art, then it's like, I'm going to ditch whatever I'm doing, exactly. you know, like, yeah. uh, like I had a fairly stable job, um, in retail, um, which <laughs> was rough. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and, and then I got an opportunity to do a play that I was really excited about and it was going to be like, you know, like a couple months contract and mm-hmm. like would be some money, like not a ton of money, but like enough. A paid gig. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I think any actor listening, like, you know, or dancer, you know, like we all know that feeling where you're like, I could take off for a few months and just do the thing that I love. And yeah. then you do and you either do or don't have a job when you come back, you know? Yeah. Um, and some people have found, are lucky to find positions that you can jump back into. Um, or you just used to kind of moving on like that. And mm-hmm. and I find both of those things hard, you know, like, mm-hmm. like <laughs> I, I might, maybe I just have a low threshold for exhaustion too. Cause like <laughs> that could very well be it that, you know, um, it takes a lot of energy to do the thing that you love, let alone at the same time as something that you don't love. Yep. So, yeah. That's a really great way to say it. Yeah. Well, it's depressing. (laughs) Thanks for having me on your show and letting me depress you you guys. No, it's okay. We love it. Yeah. We love Thank you so much. Thank you. No problem. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's an hour. Oh, great. Oh, yeah. I didn't mean to cut it or anything. Oh, no. That's okay. I was making a silly joke, but if that works, it was actually great. It's a great ending. (laughs) Oh, cool. Yes. (laughs) You have great timing. Thanks. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much, Kristen, for being on. Also, we love having Dan on as well. If you guys ever want to come back. Oh, sure. I'll let him know. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like being a couple in the <laughs> art world is killing it's killing me <laughs> oh it's killing us yeah <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening um if you haven't already follow us on instagram twitter or go give us a like on facebook please follow our- us on twitter yeah follow us on twitter um and go to our patreon support us there download us on spotify and itunes give us a rate and or comment thank you guys so much put our party in the calendar in your calendar right. may 4th. 4th put your party put the party in your calendar <laughs> for May 4th, and we'll see you guys there. Bye. Bye.